Welcome to Vets Beyond the Uniform, a weekly podcast that focuses on helping veterans successfully find and integrate into new careers after leaving the military service. Listen in as our host and guest experts share key insights on the successful programs helping veterans to enter and thrive in the civilian workforce. For more information after the program, please visit us at VetsBeyondTheUniform.com. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the Vets Beyond the Uniform podcast. I am Mally Mancia, and joining me today, I have the founder, Paul Cevalani, and co-founder, Dave Beadle, for the Vets from Vets, Vets Beyond the Uniform. Welcome, everyone. And on today's and on today's show, Paul and Dave will be talking uh, talking about and providing us information about our Veterans Friendly Employer Designation Program. Paul, would you like to go ahead and tell us some information regarding our Veterans Friendly Employer Program? I sure would, Mally. Thank you very much. And that is a tongue twister, isn't it? Um, yes, it is. Welcome, Dave. <laughs> um, and hope everybody is having a great day today. So. You know, our last podcast, we talked about the components of a veteran-friendly organization, and we talked about, you know, what does it take to structure and have a successful retention and hiring program when, it's, when it involves veterans? But I think today what we should really be looking at is what does it mean to a veteran looking from the outside inside for a new career for an organization that is claiming, and I, this, is, this is radio, so you can't see my air quotes, but uh, claiming to be veteran-friendly. So I think, you know, we, Mally talked about the designation program that we have, but I think let's pull it apart. Dave, you want to kind of kick us off with, this, with the, what this designation program and what it should mean to veterans? Absolutely. So we, we touched on it a little bit in our last episode, and this really idea came about when I saw, started to see a lot of traffic on LinkedIn um, around this term veteran-friendly. And also expanding on that in conversations that I was having with other veterans, the term got to be kind of overused. And I think with most companies starting out with their heart in the right place, very altruistic about it, it became often uh, construed in the veteran community as just being lip service because anybody could say without any validation that we are vet friendly. Whoopa, what does that mean? Okay, well, we'll throw some stuff on our website. We'll throw use vet friendly in our careers page. Um, we'll throw a couple images of veterans on their page. Oop, we didn't realize that those images, stock images, aren't of real people in uniform. They're actors or models with incorrect uh, regulation haircuts, beards, incorrect uniforms, uniform uh, decor, and everything else that's totally um, wrong. And veterans see that stuff, and they notice that stuff. So I think over the last few years, veteran-friendly as a term and certainly as a term that you can use to differentiate what the employer is doing out there has gotten very watered down. So when we looked at it, it says, is there a way to try to put some meaning back into this term? And how can that, how can we use this with our designation program to kind of help the veterans make some um, selections about which companies or which employers are really doing the right things for veterans? So that's kind of where it started. Um, this idea of, you know, this veteran friendly doesn't mean much anymore. What can we do to, to change that? And that led us kind of down a path where we actually created a, a, a program, a designation program that has multiple levels. 
So, Paul. Yeah, I think that's critical, Dave. It's a designation program, and it's broken down into three levels. And we know that there are other ones out there. Um, and, and we're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We definitely are not doing that. We know that military.com has a veteran-friendly um, acknowledgement program. And it's a little bit different. It's primarily geared for, for what we are seeing, very, very large organizations that have a lot of power, um, a lot of skill sets, HR teams, very specialized trained teams, trained teams that can go out and build these programs. Some of the focus that we look at here is we want to help these smaller um, the smaller organizations, the two employee up to 1,500 employee type organizations that want to be vet friendly, but they're really not sure what that means. What does that entail? Um, so as Dave mentioned, we've created um, the three level of, um, of this veteran designation program, veteran friendly, um, veteran ready, and then veteran focus. And we'll talk a little bit more about that because each one is a journey. Um, we're hoping that 90% of the applications, maybe even 95% of the applicants that come in and want to talk to us should be able to qualify to be vet-friendly right out the get-go, um, maybe a little tweaking that we can sit and work with them. It's the journey, and I think David can talk about the journey a little bit more, about what the difference is to go to veteran-ready and veteran-focused. Those are terms you're not going to hear in the industry. Um, the industry, like I said a second ago, is typically focused on vet-friendly. And we want everybody. As we're veterans. Dave and I are veterans. We've served the country. He's Marine Corps. I'm Navy. Um, and we want every organization out to be out there to be vet-friendly. What we don't want them to do is give us lip service and say we're vet-friendly and the veteran get in there and it not work very well for the veteran. And we've already talked in, in a previous podcast about veteran underemployment and some of the reasons that it doesn't quite work when veterans come in. So I think, Dave, should we – maybe kick off and talk about, you know, what is vet friendly versus vet ready and, and go from there. Yeah. And I, and I love the, the term you use. It really is a journey. And when you look at particularly the, the companies that we're targeting, as Paul said, we're looking at that small to mid-sized employer. So these are companies that can, uh, first of all, there's the, that's the largest percentage of companies in the U S are small to mid-sized. That's where most of the employment happens. And these are also the companies that stand to probably gain the most from tapping into the veteran talent pool. But not every company is on the same place or has the same resources to respond to the needs of veterans coming into their organization as other companies do. So that's where this concept of a journey came into play. So again, the, the, the idea here initially was, can we put some meaning back into this term? And then when we looked at that, we, we discovered that it really is a journey. We've kind of linked it up to our um, six key components. It very much dovetails with that. But think about the first level, veteran friendly. This is really um, at the stage of companies where they recognize that they want to tap into that veteran talent pool. This is a source for them that they think that can, they can get into. They can find people that are coming with the skill sets they need and really impact their organization. Most of the work that's being done by veteran-friendly companies at this level really revolves around the recruiting process, okay? So that's the first stage. Companies decide, we want to do a veteran hiring an initiative. Somebody in HR gets tasked with that. And, oh, yeah, by the way, usually these small to mid-sized organizations have small, sometimes even one-person HR organizations. Virtually everybody in that HR team, if they even have more than one, are wearing multiple hats. This is just another thing that they're being tasked to do. So what can, what can we do with this, this roadmap that we've put together to kind of facilitate that journey to help them figure out what the next step is for them? So a lot of it is really based around the recruiting. 
Are you sending your people to job fairs? Are you doing, giving the recruiters any kind of training or information so they understand the conversations that they need to have with transitioning service members? One of the biggest challenges that both employers and veterans say when they're coming out of the military is how do I translate my military skill set into something that an employer can understand and vice versa, the employee is saying the same thing. I don't understand what these people are trying to tell me. I really don't understand what their skill set is. Some training has to happen some on both sides in order for that gap to be bridged. And we can companies that are doing that should be considered veteran friendly. So that's really the first step. All about recruiting, all about how are you sourcing, finding, and tapping into that veteran talent pool. Yeah. So Dave, I have, oh, a, I have you a question. Yeah, yeah, you know, when, when we talk about this, we talk about connected to veteran communities. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about organizations such as uh, Wounded Warrior. Can, let's let's talk a little bit. When we say veteran communities, what does that mean? They don't have to join the VFW. Yeah, good point. Do this. Good point. Good point. So. Veteran communities is, is very much a, a, an all-encompassing term, but I think when, when we use this, we're talking about the essentially the community of veterans that are actually leaving the military or have recently left the military and are out looking for the job. Now, that's kind of bigger over, and that's 200 to 250,000 people every year leaving the military. So if we break that down a little bit farther, and again, I'm just talking about the, I'm not talking about any organizations. I'm just talking about the veterans and where they are for an employer. Oftentimes that's one of their biggest challenges. Where are these veterans? If they happen to be lucky enough to be in an area where they've got proximity to a military base, like we're based in San Diego, San Diego has the largest concentration of military bases, active duty personnel in the entire world. They also have the largest, second largest number of veterans, uh, in terms of a county outside of Los Angeles County. So we're like a, a microcosm in San Diego of all the stuff that's going on. But say you're in the well, where I currently live, I'm in the upstate of South Carolina. I am a very long ways away from any military bases. The closest bases to me are probably out on the, on the coastal um, Carolina region. That's three, three and a half hours away. So probably not as viable a talent pool. There's not as many veterans here as there are in San Diego. So that's that community. How am I reaching out? Is there a community available to me? If I'm an employer in an area where like I am, and I still want to tap into veterans, that community might exist in the um, National Guard or Reserve organizations that are there, or going to the organizations that Paul mentioned, like, you know, are you reaching out to your local uh, VFW, uh, your local uh, VA organizations, those kinds of things. So, wanted to, you know, is that, is that kind of what you were looking for, Paul, in terms of the, the response that what those communities mean? It, it it is, it is. And you know, when we look at this veteran-friendly term, serious, how hard should it be for an organization to attain this level of designation? Well, it it should have again putting some meaning under this. It shouldn't be that hard if. You've made the decision to try to hire veterans, and you're starting to do some of those things that are actually going to lead you down the path. You should be able to say, we are veteran-friendly. What we don't want is we don't want it to be somebody who just says, hey, I'm veteran-friendly, and okay, great, there you go. It's got to have a little bit of meat to it. But again, because we look at this as a journey, you can be at the very – you can be in the starting blocks and oftentimes not even not quite know what you need to do next – and still be able to, to make this veteran-friendly level. To go to veteran-ready, you've got to do a little bit more. And that's what we can talk about next, if you're ready. Right. So 
to get to veteran ready, theoretically, you have to meet all the requirements set forth in veteran friendly, right? It's kind of, when we say a journey, it's a journey along, but you've got to meet kind of all the stepping stones, solidify those, and then move on to the next step, correct? Correct. Yeah, yeah. It's a a journey, and, you know, with each journey, you're kind of building on what you've, you've had in the past. So when you start looking at the journey to veteran ready, okay, now we're saying, okay, what are we doing once we get the veteran into kind of our orbit, the hiring process? So we've gone past kind of the recruiting process. Now we're into the hiring and onboarding process. What are companies doing to help facilitate that? Now, any company worth its salt out there should have a defined hiring and onboarding process regardless of who they're bringing on. It's just best practices for, for HR, right? All we're saying here is just make sure that you, if you're looking to bring veterans into your organization, there's a few things that are unique about that population that you need to take, in, take into account. So, again, it's that skill set. Do they, they may match up really well with some of the hard skills that you're looking, but what about soft skills? The culture, we talked a little bit about culture in the last podcast, the culture that they may be coming from in the military and going into your organization could be vastly different. Can you help them navigate through that some way? Um, are, they, are they lacking maybe some of the soft skills or some specific skills that are required for your environment? You know, we always use the call center environment. They don't have call centers in the, in the Marine Corps, right? Um, so that might be something where they need to be trained on, on call center, <laughs> etiquette, customer service. Those kinds of things, you know, that's the kind of stuff that could help that just that one little thing could make that veteran successful. So that's really the next step. You go from the recruiting piece to the hiring and onboarding piece. And that's what distinguishes veteran friendly from veteran ready. Okay. Yeah. I'm not sure. Do we, do we, should tech be part of uh, tech training, be part of the people moving on from military, uh, military people moving on. I know a lot of yeah, players need that. that, need that training. <laughs> <laughs> so again, this is, this is that foundation, as we keep saying, it's just this roadmap. And it's not a hard roadmap to accomplish. It's basic steps to, to go from veteran ready to veteran friendly. And then the next and the highest, and I want to call it the highest. And we look at this kind of, you know, bronze, silver, gold levels, whatever, like an Olympics, um, because it does take a little more work for us to get up to the veteran-focused area. I think that is a term in itself that needs, that needs to be explained a little bit more. I mean, what does veteran focus mean? Do I ha- forget all about my other employees? I only yeah. want to deal with veterans. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. how, what does it mean when I'm veteran-focused? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. You know, when, you, when we talk about veteran-focused, and again, going back to this idea about these are best practices that any organization, any HR team should be doing for their entire employee population. So it's about building your onboarding process and then build, how do you integrate new employees into your organization? Again, we're trying to make the argument here that there, there's some unique differences and challenges that veterans have when they're moving from military to civilian careers. And all you got to do is put a few things in place to help make that transition that, and what we like to call the transformation much smoother when you do that and really look at integrating veterans into your organization rather than just assimilating. And I hate assimilate. Assimilate means you're taking all the, all the stuff from the past and changing it into the new, whereas integrate means that you're bringing the best of what you want from the military into your organization and helping the two merge. So veteran focus really is we're taking the time to look at where those challenges exist and we're doing something about it. It's looking at the culture. 
It's looking at where are the differences that they have. We mentioned pay transparency and defined career paths, and those things may be vastly different from what you do in your organization on the civilian side versus what was the, the veteran and transitioning service member may be used to from their time in the military. Just acknowledging those and understanding that is, is the first step to being better focused. And then are you doing things in place to help the general employee population understand what the veteran experience is. We know that 99% of the population in the United States don't have any connection with somebody in the service. They haven't served, it's only 1%. So it, it's worth the time and effort. And that's what veteran focused companies do. They take the time and effort to try to understand where those gaps are and do something about them. Yeah, there's, that's a good segue into, you know, there's always the myths and misconceptions of what veterans bring to the organization and that's that's a whole probably a different topic we should talk about but in a veteran friendly uh, excuse me a veteran focused organization there's a lot of programs that are put into place such as mentoring coaching um eliminating these myths right these are these as we look at what veteran focus is as you as you were saying this is not asking an organization or suggesting an organization that they only hire veterans or they only focus on veterans what it's looking at is building a, a cultural bridge, I think is the term that was used, a cultural bridge to get the differences between these two cultures merged together so they work cohesively to the benefit of the organization. As we've talked in, in our several little webinars we do, the veterans are leaving a culture that is a completely different ecosystem, completely different. Just the way they operate, the way they function, the way they work, it's different than the civilian side of the house so it's understanding this and eliminating this right this is part of building that veteran focused world to get to that designation level yeah and again going back to kind of continue the analogy when i talked about <clears throat> veteran friendly is really on the hiring side of things veteran ready is more about the onboarding when you get to veteran focus this is about integration and long-term career success so this is the organizations that really are investing in their employees, not necessarily just their veterans, but you know when we're talking about veterans here, they're vested, they're investing in their veterans and making sure that they can get them get them set up to have long-term career success. That's really kind of where the where the rubber meets the road on a lot of this stuff. And yeah, it does take advantage. It does take looking at a lot of these things, these gaps, and seeing where they can go. Now, kind of to your point too. It doesn't. You don't have to be a large corporation with a huge bunch of resources to do this either. And again, when we look at this journey, and particularly with small to medium-sized employers, how do we help them see what they can do to put programs into place where they may not have the resources of a Fortune 100 company to put a whole lot of stuff into place? Yeah, that sounds really good, and I think that makes it it makes it clear that there's a there's a distinct journey, right? Yeah, so. absolutely. So what else is there with regards to, before we talk a little bit, maybe why, why people should see this benefits of being, of being designated as these, what are some of the, you know, to wrap this section up, what, how do we tie it all together, Dave? Well, um, so again, I think a couple of things that we tried to do here, we wanted to make it meaningful for the veteran where they're out looking for employers, but we also wanted to make it meaningful for the employers to help to, for them to use as a tool um, to go along this journey, but also, we want to reward them for taking those steps. So we, we're, we've built in what we think are some pretty solid benefits 
to uh, being on this this designation. And uh, you know, when we, we talk about the various levels, I've got to get my cheat sheet here. So I'm, I'm going to I'm going to hang on yeah. a second. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, I don't have I, these all. I don't have these right no off the top of my head. You know, you, <laughs> you know, I could kick off with the veteran friendly. Um, yeah, do that, and I'll, I'll grab the other ones here. While so. you grab your notes, um, yes, everybody. With this, this is not a scripted conversation, so don't worry about it. So, and we're old guys, um, so we don't have really good memories. And we definitely don't have any memories. So, <laughs> where am I? What am I talking about? So, yeah. the first one is, is any of these designations you're recognized as a veteran employer choice. I mean, that's critical. You get to people know that you you care about the veterans, and and there's another reason for them to come and want to work for you. You're also recognized as a supporter and contributor of a veteran of veterans training, right? Because what we do here at Vets Beyond the Uniform is we tr- provide training to veterans and employers. Of course, that's known. Um, so you're a supporter of that type of training. It also allows you to promote and highlight your corporate values um, to show that you, you support veterans, you support the programs to train veterans. It increases your corporate visibility. Of course, you get a designation certificate for display, and we publish all of that out on the website and social media as recognition. And we have been, we have been very busy promoting organizations that have signed up. We do have a lot of organizations that have, that have applied in the past couple of weeks. Um, another benefit is you get discounts on services from Veterans Tax Credits. Uh, it's a great organization. They come and help you attain all those great credits that, or tax benefits that you should have for hiring veteran employees. Um, we personally give um, a discount on employee skills training, and we also give discounts on our recruiter mentoring. And that's kind of critical. Both of those are critical because part of what we talk about in our training programs is veterans really need some additional professional skills to help, as Dave likes to say, take the square edges to put them, take the rough edges off to get them into the, the round holes. And we work with recruiters. We get provide discounts for us to sit and work with your recruiters to help you target that audience. Uh, and that's pretty much uh, the core benefits across all of them. Uh, Dave, you want to add to that? Yeah. So I think the, the critical thing, too, here is, again, we're looking at this as a journey. We use it as a roadmap. We want organizations to go in there and see where they are and hopefully aspire to where they want to be. And in order to help them do that, when you get to the start working on the next levels, so for the veteran ready level, we're going to give you, as a result of getting that designation, you're going to get two months access to our online learning platform. And that gives you access to um, our catalog of over 200 um, online courses that you can use for that soft skills training for your veterans. We also have put those together in uh, distinct career success packages that are targeted at veterans in specific career paths. And that's something that we're adding to all the time based on the feedback that we get from veterans and employers. And in addition, we're also providing 45 minutes of employer mentoring. So this goes directly to your HR group or whoever is tasked with kind of moving these initiatives forward. We will be there to help you say, okay, this is, this is where you are. This is how you can get to the next step. And when you get up to the veteran-focused level, that goes to 90 minutes and you get three months of access to the online learning platform. So we're putting a lot of this in here. We want to see organizations move as far along this journey as they possibly can. And again, our interaction with you helps you figure out where you can, where you can go based on the resources that you have. You don't have to be 
a large organization with a huge HR team and throwing a bunch of money at this, there's a lot of things that you can do to get veteran ready and even veteran focused, even if you're a small organization with a small HR team. So I think that's that's the key thing that we really want folks to understand. Yeah, that is. And, and one other thing to put in there, we have um, there is an application fee for this, and we have currently waived that right now to open the doors to help a lot of the organizations um, become veteran Freddy friendly. Sorry, not Freddy. I don't know who veteran Freddy is. Might be somebody we worked with one time, but to be veteran friendly. And the key thing there, we, we want to help get people going. There are a lot of organizations taking advantage of this free uh, application right now. So I would suggest if by the time you listen to this podcast, that opportunity is still happening, please take advantage of it to, to get to veteran friendly. I think there's five or six questions. It should take you no more um, then really probably a 10 or 15 minute, 15 minutes of your time to fill out the application and send it over to us. We would love to display your, your company's logo with a vet friendly designation on it, as well as push it out to all of our social media platforms. As I said, uh, promoting and highlighting your corporate values and getting you corporate visibility is another value to get to this. Um, yeah. And just to kind of jump on that, the, the veteran friendly one is pretty pretty simple for you to complete. It's basically just yes or no questions. Um, again, to put some meaning to this, we started to ask when you get to the veteran-friendly level, prove it to us. We want to see some data. Um, you know, What are you doing? Prove to us that you're actually making these efforts. And then that could potentially take a little bit longer because you might have to grab the data. And then the veteran-focused, if you're looking for veteran-focused, again, particularly based on the size of your organization, that may take a little bit longer because we're then asking to say, you know, what are, what are the impacts that this program has had? Again, it's going to be asking for more data. We're asking you to describe what your programs are. We've had a lot of organizations that have gone through and gone through all three levels, actually fairly quickly because they're fairly small organizations. So they're able to fill that, that out in, in a matter of minutes. Other organizations that may have more extensive programs and may have to do larger uh, searches for the information or write bigger descriptions may take a little bit longer. So take a look at the form. We've got it linked on our website. We'll put it in the, the show notes at the end of this uh, so you can actually follow the link, go directly to, fill it out. When you fill it out, you'll get an acknowledgement back from us. We take about three days to review it at a minimum, and then we'll let you know what the results are. And if you're designated, you'll get the certificate right directly from us. And, and uh, one last thing to add before we wrap the show um, if you or your organization um, would love to join us on the show and be interviewed as to how you successfully have implemented a veteran-friendly program or what you're doing to support veterans, please contact us. We'd love to bring you on the show, and hopefully you're willing to share that information to other organizations that are trying to become veteran-friendly and support veterans. I th we think you know, sharing of this type of knowledge is, is very valuable. I don't think this information should be put on a close hold or, or classified because we're all here to help our, vet, our fellow veterans. We want to make them successful, and we want to make the employers that hire them successful. So I think with that, I'm going to pass this back to Mally, and um, I think this has been a very good podcast. Yes, thank you, Paul and Dave, for all this wonderful information and the benefits you have shared with us today. For the listeners on the Veteran Employer Designation Show, we hope you have enjoyed our show today, and as always, please feel free to check us out at our website, vetsbeyondtheuniform.com, or if you have any questions, 
we can be reached at training at vetsbeyondtheuniform.com. Thank you and have a great day.